2021. Yes! Sportscaster Marv Albert was born in Brooklyn, New York. The baseball world mourns the loss of Lou Gehrig from ALS at the age of 37. And Clark Kent tries to stop the crime taking over Metropolis. Superman helps too when he finally shows up in the latest issue of Action Comics. Super friends, and welcome back to the most stupendous comic book podcast none of your friends have ever heard of, Reaction Comics, where today I'm here discussing number 37 of Action Comics from June 1941. Been a little while since you've last heard me. I, I had a, a week off since the last episode, and there's a good reason for that. Um, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to bore you with all the details, except the fact that my um my DC app, the subscription ran out. I thought it was going to automatically update. It did not. I tried updating it a few times. I was running into issues, trying to do it through the website. I finally went through the app and bing, bang, boom, I'm back in action. No, um, no, actually the pun was intended. I was going to say no pun intended, but, but, but to heck with it. I'm sorry for my language to heck with it. Pun uh, uh, tremendously intended. Most of my puns usually are. They're, they're not always good, but they're they're generally intended. So let's not waste any more time and let's start talking about Action Comics 37. The cover of this, of course, features Superman. And I feel like this uh, is more related to the previous issue, the previous story, the previous Superman story, then, um, then it has anything to do with this one. I remember the last time there were there were guys there were uh, people against the you know munitions and and rearmament. Well, this cover uh, shows Superman flying down at three guys that seem to be dressed like you know your typical 1940s crooks, uh, and they're about to to sling a bomb. And when I say bomb, I mean a classic. Like it looks like a candle pin bowling ball with a wick coming out of it, lit and ready to be thrown over a a a wall. I was gonna say a fence, but it's more like a wall with barbed wire at the top. And behind the wall, you see a building that says U.S. Munitions Works. So these are I would definitely classify them as as terrorists. And Superman is flying down at them at full speed. Um, there's also a poster of Our Army Needs You with Uncle Sam on on the wall. Uh, so this is definitely a very pro-military um, uh, stance of, like, of, of Superman coming down to, to take out these anti-military um, good-for-nothings. And guess what? That has nothing to do with the Superman story that we're about to discuss. Superman by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Looks like Superman is uh, coming down... Um, in this first panel by City Hall, uh, there's some window washers out there, and one of the window washers shooting at him. It looks like one's holding a gun. 
Maybe they're not window washers. Um, there is some text here. Let's see what it has to say. When crime and politics lock hands, the newspapers of Metropolis unite in protest. To Clark Kent of the Daily Planet falls a stern task. To the average person, it appears that Kent has taken on a job too big for him. But what no one realizes is that Clark Kent is above average. For, in reality, he is the dynamic champion of the helpless and oppressed, the amazing, the sensational Superman. Ooh, I read that all in one take. I am pretty excited. So I, I, oh, actually, yeah, these guys look like they're, one is holding a bomb or like a, you know, the same kind of bomb that I talked about before. And one person is shooting and they're definitely in window washing, like on like a window washer type um, thing, you know, uh, you know, whatever, the, whatever you call those window washer holders <laughs> that they stand on outside buildings. Um, and he's flying down towards them again. I don't know what's going on there because we don't see any follow up with it. But it's almost like it starts off with a montage. A crime runs rife in the streets of Metropolis. And we're seeing um, with this, these panels, these first two panels, we don't get any, any words. We just see um, in this first panel. We see a, looks like an armored car getting robbed by a fella with a gun uh, while another fella smoking a cigarette is watching. In the next panel, we see a couple people um, at a roulette table. And the text there says, every form of racketeering flourishes with but little interference from the law. So the law is just letting it happen. And uh, whenever few and far between arrests do occur, the prisoners are quickly released. So it shows two cops saying, uh, look at them, walking out scot-free when they were caught red-handed. What can we do? Said the other one. No sooner are they brought in than they're mysteriously sprung. And these two guys, I mean, they look like gangsters that are leaving. Inside the editorial office of the Daily Planet, we see Clark um, really yelling at, at, at Mr. White. And he says, I tell you, White... There's a sinister link between certain crooked politicians and the criminal element in this town. We've got to do something about it. And uh, Mr. White, because again, I don't know if we heard the first name Perry yet. Um, but Editor White says, you're right, we will. Several days later, an important conference occurs in which the attendance is composed of the editors of the Metropolis leading newspaper. So it shows... Um, I think it's the mayor, and because they don't really say that, uh, but based on the suit and what I see later on, it looks like this is the mayor, um, and he's with the three major people at uh, three major newspaper editors for Metropolis, and he says, "I think this job is too important for the Daily Planet to tackle alone. Are you with me?" And um, unless that's Mr. White again, very confused. Uh, and these this uh, first guy says, "You can count me in." Maybe he's white. Who knows? Uh, then the, the, the other guy says, the morning pictorial will back you to the limit. And the third guy says, ditto for the evening standard. So we have the morning pictorial, the evening standard, and the uh, daily planet are all going to um, kind of really start pushing the, 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 the fact that this criminal element needs to be addressed. So it shows a, a couple covers. It shows uh, daily planet's 
Crime must go. Planet demands investigation. And then shows the morning pictorial. Ouster of police commissioner urged. And uh, we now see over at um, the office of Mayor Garson at City Hall. He is um, he's talking to the police commissioner. And this guy's like, surely, Phil, uh, you're not going to kick me out of office. And the mayor says, sorry, Kennedy. The newspapers are howling for a new police commissioner. So it looks like this police commissioner is no longer uh, needed, no longer uh, in service for Metropolis. And so a new police commissioner is sworn in. And it shows this guy getting, you know, raising his hand on the, on the Bible and the mayor swearing him in. Uh, and in the background, we see Clark and Lois there. They're, they're really happy about it. Clark's like, this is a great day for clean government, Lois. And she says, doesn't it make you feel sort of proud to think that you had something to do with it? But that evening, as the new police commissioner leaves his house, a car drives by, and uh, he's he's killed in a drive-by. This, I mean, literally one panel after being after being um, uh, sworn in, he is uh, he is shot to death uh, in front of his home. Um, this, we see this purple car going by. We see a machine gun guy leaning out with a machine gun. Bam, bam, bam! This fella is dead on arrival. Um, and let me tell you, I'm not sure it's going to get much better because, um, the next, the next panel, it shows police commissioner assassinated on the daily planet, the cover of daily planet. So, um, now it shows the mayor going to another fella and he's, uh, he's got his arm on his, you know, like on his arm, his arm on his arm. He's putting like one arm on trying to, you know, show some, uh, some sort of affection for this guy. He says, I've chosen you as the new police commissioner because of your enviable civil record, Laramore. And this fella, Laramore, in his green suit is like, uh, thank you? I hope there isn't much danger involved in this job. This is what he says. And then the next panel, we show him getting sworn in. On the day Laramore is sworn in, Clark's like, for a would-be police commissioner, Laramore appears a very frightened man. And Lois is like, uh, can you blame him after what happened to his predecessor? So in the next panel, it shows the, the new police commissioner drives off in his private car amidst cheers. I mean, people are cheering in the streets for this new police commissioner. And in the very next panel, uh, the cheers change to shouts of horror as his car explodes. And now this police commissioner is dead. Uh, that's one police commissioner fired, two police commissioners are dead. Reporter Melvin Larkin of the Morning Pictorial joins the horrified Clark and Lois. So we see this, um, this reporter is with Clark and Lois. He's like, the gangsters have striked again. And Clark's like, this reign of terror has to stop. Lois says the mayor is going to run into difficulty when he tries to find another man for the job. The mayor receives a citizen's committee. And they're upset. They're like, what the hell? They're like, when are you going to swear in a new police commissioner who can really put the criminals in their place? And the mayor's like, I've been trying to locate someone for the job, but people avoided as though it were poison. How do you think that is? But I have an idea, he says to this fella. Since you're so anxious that the job be filled, um, how about you take it? And this guy's like, great, I'd be delighted. And I assure you that criminals will have to step lively if they hope to catch me off guard. So um, this guy's walking down the street, all happy, having a great time. And um, the, the reporters, I guess it's all three reporters that we see Clark, 
Lois and this other reporter. He's like, well, I'm looking for the new police commissioner. And Clark's like, yeah, uh, we'd not only like a statement from him, but I'd like to shake his hand. And Lois says, well, you'll have your chance, Clark. Here he comes. And here comes the police commissioner walking down the street, all happy, the, this, the, you know, really happy with his briefcase. And in the next uh, panel, um, he explodes. And now he's dead. Says before, before he nears them, the new police commissioner is engulfed in a terrific explosion as the briefcase bursts into fragments. And he is also dead. So, and Clark pushes Lois out of the way. Duck! So now we're talking um, one police commissioner fired, three police commissioners murdered, and um, Metropolis still, at this moment, doesn't have a, a, a police commissioner. Uh, the moment, um, so um, once, you know, the debris settles down, Clark r jumps over to the guy, and uh, the other reporter's like, uh, he's dead. Well, I mean, what do you think? He just exploded. And now here comes the mayor. Lois is all upset. The mayor comes over. And he's like, me too? <sighs> now I'll never find another man for the job. Clark looks down and is like, he never had a chance. Uh, so the reporter, this other reporter is like, you had a narrow escape, mayor. Because the commissioner took your briefcase by accident. <gasps> oh my goodness, wait a second. So the this police commissioner, this murder wasn't supposed to be for the police commissioner. But the mayor, and the mayor's like, for, for me? Ulp. Doesn't say gulp. He says, Ulp. U-L-P. And the other reporter's like, what can I do now? Oh, I'm sorry, this is the mayor. He's like, what can I do now? No one will accept the job of police commissioner. And uh, Lois is like, don't be so certain of that, uh, Mayor Garrison. Somewhere in this town, there might be someone. There must be someone with enough nerve to... To buck these 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 killers and to beat them. And Clark's like, yes, but who? And the mayor looks at Clark and says, I've got it. You! M -m me And even Lois is like, Clark? Certainly. Actually, Lois is into it. She says, certainly, why not? Maybe she just wants... I mean, Lois, not to be rude, but you just saw three people murdered. And now you're like, sure, why not? Clark, that would be great. Uh, Clark has uh, been leading this crusade for a better government. What could be more fitting than that he temporarily, temporarily assume the, the office of police commissioner? The mayor's like, this is a great idea. The, the position is yours, Clark, if you accept it. He's like, uh, but I don't want to be police commissioner. Lois is like, oh, just disgusted. Just skip it. For a moment, I forgot that the planet's crusading ace reporter is notorious for aversion to anything resembling a battle. Lois, you just saw three police commissioners get murdered, and you throw your friend under the bus and said, yeah, yeah, he'd love to do it. And then when he's nervous, you're like, you're such a loser. And But the mayor's not, not letting it all, you know, not letting it die away that quickly. He's like, now wait a second. Give Clark a chance to make up his mind. You will accept it, Clark, won't you? And this other fellow's like, well, young man, your answer, what is it? Clark says, it's against my better judgment, but I'll do it. After Clark is installed in his new office, um, the mayor's like, do you mind if I leave? I can't bear looking at Clark. He's already beginning to take on the appearance of a corpse. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> Clark says, did, did, did you hear what he said? Because Clark's pretty depressed right now. Oh, Clark, don't mind him. He's just kidding. Lois is hanging out, sitting on his desk. They're all just hanging out in the police commissioner's office. The new police commissioner, who happens to also be a reporter. Clark's like, uh, I should never have let myself in for this. You know, Lois, that I'm not this the type of, uh, for a job like this. Everyone knows I have a reputation for being uh, cautious. Lois says, then we'll have to do something about it. Well, what could we possibly do? Remember Butch Morin? I once did him a good turn. Well... Here's the chance to return the favor. Hello, Butch. She calls, She rings up this guy. I don't know who he is. Says, Butch, this is Lois Lane speaking. Now, now listen closely. Clark Kent is the new police commissioner. I want you to build him up as a uh, tough egg. This is what I want you to do. Okay, pull a fake hold up on him and let him subdue you. Clark's like, hey. Remember, um, Curb Your Enthusiasm did something very much like this where they, they want to hire um, this guy to to fake rob someone to make you look tough. And that's what Lois is doing with this this butch moron, or Moran, Moran. I, I know Moran sounds funnier. But um, Clark's like, I, I, I don't get it. What brainstorm are you springing on me? Lois says, simple. Because what is more simple than this? Can't you see the headlines? New police commissioner overcomes thug. You, your reputation as a crime-fighting man will be made. Criminals will tremble at the mere sound of your name. Mark's like, sounds good, but, but will it work? Naturally. Now remember, get rough with Butch. Put on a good show. It seems like Lois is very into this. They're leaving the building. And as Clark and Lois depart from City Hall, a tough character steps behind Clark and jabs a gun into his back. He says, Say your prayers, sap." Because here's where you get yours. And Clark's like, Oh, it's you. Ready? And Lois says, Clark, that's not. And this guy take and pistol whips. Lois says, Shut up, you. Smacks her. And, and so this obviously is not the man. Um, he pistol whips Lois. And Clark says, Good for you, Lois. You're making it look just like the real thing. Uh, Clark, he just smacked her with his revolver. So, um, the guy has a gun out now, and Clark's like, all right, I'll try not to hurt you. And this guy's like, hurt me? Say, are you nuts? I'm gonna blow your brains out, and you're, say you're not gonna hurt me? And at, as the gunman fires, Clark ducks the, the bullet at amazing speed. He goes, this shows you what I mean. He shoots at Clark. Clark moves out of the way and says, careful, you almost hit me. Now, wait a second, Clark. Do you think this butch guy would actually shoot you in this fake mugging? I mean, I love Superman. I love Clark Kent. But, buddy, you are coming off as a bit of a rube here. Um, and so the guy's like, hit you? You fool, that's what I'm trying to do. Can't you stand still? Clark says, I'd like to oblige, but the prospect of a bullet pinging off my dome isn't particularly attractive. If bullets don't work, then my fists will be bouncing off you, baboon. And he throws his gun down, and now he's like, I'm going to fight you? Just shoot him. I mean, obviously that wouldn't work, but he doesn't know that. And Clark says, if you think that's necessary, all right. So the uh, the two figures fall to the sidewalk, and now this guy is trying to choke the life out of Clark. He 
He squeezes his throat, squeezes with all his strength. He says, die, blast you, die. And Clark's like, my, you are certainly a stickler for realism. I mean, he is still doesn't realize that this is, this is not, um, this is not this, you know, the butch guy that he, that he thinks he's meeting. Um, so really all that happens is while this guy is squeezing, the only thing he succeeds in doing is tiring his fingers. He says, not the, not the slightest impression. Are you entirely without feeling? Looks like maybe it's just that you overestimate your strength. As Lois revives, she says, look, look out, Clark. It's not Butch. I tell you, it's a real assassin. And Clark's like, what? And the fellow's like, gotcha. You, and he's about to, he punches Clark, and, but he hurts his hand. He's like, ouch. And as the attacker slugs away, Clark jerks his head aside so that the man's fist strikes the sidewalk. Oh, I see. Doesn't actually hit him. Um, and I don't know. This is some weird, weird, like, editing. Because the next panel, it shows, I think, Clark saying, that's different. And the guy punches the ground and goes, ow. And, the, and Clark says, that's different. I don't even know what that means. Uh, but deliberately, Clark permits his head to collide with his opponents. He gives him the old headbutt. And this dude is knocked out. He's like, oh, my head. Obviously, he's not really in pain. Lois is like, he's knocked out. Uh, you knocked him out without even, it was, even though it was an accident. And out of nowhere, this butch guy shows up and says, put up those hands, commissioner. Without even thinking, Clark whirls around and punches this dude right in the face. But he yells, help. And he punches this guy. I don't know why he yells help. Um, the guy goes, oof. What, what, what is this? I was trying to do you a favor. Lois says, oh, you made a terrible mistake. This is the real Butch. And he goes, oh, Clark's like, I'm so, I'm so sorry. This real Butch is like, you don't have to fake a fight for your boyfriend. He packs a wallop. Why, Clark, I didn't know. So now Lois kind of knows that Clark can actually punch. And he's like, did I really strike you, Butch? I mean, in my terror, I guess I didn't know what I was doing. Now this cop comes over, says, what's the trouble? And the police commissioner, Kent, says, he tried to assassinate me, so I suggest you hurry him to a cell and get some information out of him. And um, he says, you're wasting your time. I won't talk. And I guess Butch is gone. So I don't know what's going on there. And I guess Lois and Clark just kind of walk away. Lois says, "This will this be a story, Clark? It'll make you. And Clark says, uh, I wish you wouldn't, Lois. This business of being police commissioner, why, why, that man might have killed me. I want to resign. She says, resign? You're hopeless. Don't speak to me here. I want nothing to do with you. Lois, I got to tell you, not nice. She says, but, but, but Lois... And then he looks up and, oh, look at this. He says, that's odd. Those workmen wearing rough clothes, they're wearing, they're not wearing rough clothes. They're wearing neatly polished Oxford instead of work shoes. Say, my telescopic vision may have revealed something important. And it's the, the window washers. Apparently they do come into play in the story and I just uh, completely forgot. So finally... Finally, in page nine of a 14-page Superman story, we finally get Superman. So stopping within an alley, Clark removes his outer garments, thank God, then transforms himself into the mighty Superman. 
If what I suspect is true, I haven't a moment to lose. As one of those thugs hurls an incendiary, incendiary bomb. You know, one of the bombs looks like a, a little bowling ball. Uh, he throws it through the window of the mayor's office. Down hurdles Superman. This is literally the same panel. Almost. It's just at a different angle. So if someone's about to shoot him and the other one's throwing a bomb into the uh, mayor's office. Or he's about to throw the bomb in. And Superman says, just in time to spoil your plan. A couple of hard guys, huh? A couple of hard guys, huh? Yeah, I read that right. Okay. He says, well, let's see how hard your heads... Oh, thank God he said head. <laughs> see how hard your heads really are. And he smashes them together. Uh, now, again, he's a Superman. So when he smashes them together, they should both just turn into jelly. And he should just be holding brains in his hands. But he, he can control his, his power. So pops their heads together. And when the thugs topple from their precarious position... Superman leaps down in pursuit. So I guess he also, once he hit their heads together, he just kind of tossed them off or they fell off. And as they're falling, one of them's like, ee! and the other one, I guess, just is at peace or he's knocked out. And um, Superman says, you don't deserve this, but I mustn't allow you to mess up the pavement. So that's why he saves, so he doesn't mess up the pavement. And he's like, there, you're safe and sound. But next time I may not be so obliging. Um, so I guess he brings them down to the ground and lets them go. There's always a lot of loose ends in these, in these uh, stories. So I guess when he says, I stop, I just in time to spoil your plans, he didn't quite do it, uh, because, um, he now is like the fire in the mayor's office. It's spreading. So he saved those two guys, but the bomb did go off and there is fire now spreading in the mayor's office. So he jumps up, goes up within the mayor's office. We see officer. Uh, I'm sorry, we see Mayor Garson and his secretary are trapped by flames. And we know that because Mayor Garson says, trapped. And the secretary says, if we could only reach that door, but the flames bar our path. It's like, no shit, lady, I just said we're trapped. And Superman says, I'll be right with you. And he steps into the window. The mayor says, Superman, I know you're impervious to flames, but what about us? How can I help you? Just watch. A terrific gust of breath from Superman and the flames are extinguished. Miraculous, they, uh, she says, and he saved our lives, said the mayor. And he jumps out the window and uh, the mayor's like, wait. He says, why? You need me no longer. Wee jumps away. Says, now to change back to Clark Kent and get to City Hall. The transformation complete. Clark hurries to the mayor's chambers and forces his way through the excited crowd. So... He jumps off, changes, goes right back in. He says, let me through. It's the police commissioner. The mayor will see no one. He's retired to recover from the shock of his experience. Uh, he won't even see the, the police commissioner. Okay. So um, Clark turns at the touch of an arm. He sees it's Sergeant Casey. He says, what is it, Casey? I never thought I'd be reporting to you. But since you're the police commissioner, um, come aside with me. I have some important news to tell you. Important news, huh? What is it? A stool pigeon tipped me off that there's going to be a big robbery this afternoon at the Jewelers Exchange. When I think of that, I always think of, um, was it Uncut Gems? That makes me think of that depressing, depressing movie. So, um, Clark's like, naturally, you've concentrated plenty of your men at the crime scene, right? And Casey says, naturally. I mean, people love saying naturally. Uh, and you know, 
I was thinking any gang nervy enough to try and get away with a big job like this might be the same that killed off the police commissioner. Okay, so Casey's, you know, thinking, well, this is a big gang. Coincidentally, maybe they also tried to kill the police commissioner. Just kind of very random. So when they reach the jeweler's exchange, um, I think we see a couple of guys with guns. And in the way off in the distance, we see Clark and Casey. And uh, like Casey's like, as you can see, I've posted my men in strategic spots. Oh, these are all police officers. Never mind. With their guns. And Clark says, and now since the time is approaching when the robbery is to take place, may I suggest that we too take uh, cover? So tensely, the, the law enforcers await the criminal's first move. So they're just waiting. You sure the stool pigeon didn't give you a bum steer? Positive. Shh. Now Clark's thinking to himself, if this, if this place actually is going to be attacked, I want to be in a position to really do something about it. So Clark's like, pardon me, I've got to go make a, an important telephone call. Like, what? This is the place is about to get robbed. And Clark's like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go uh, make a BM. Like, what if he just, I mean, he got to come up with some sort of excuse to leave. And the cops are like, uh, maybe he has a call to make. And maybe he hasn't. I want you to check up on him, eventually trail him. I'll report to you his every move. And um, Clark's walking out. He's thinking to himself, a police playing truant officer for Casey? I've got to dodge him, but how? So first, I don't think he thinks this guy's dirty. I just think he's like, why, why are they following me? So um, all of a sudden, the police officer says, oh, there's, there's no one here. They don't actually explain how he dodges them. He just says he dodges them. And oh, he goes to, to the phone booth, I guess, and sees no one's at the phone booth. Okay. No sooner does Benchley enter the phone, the telephone booth, than Clark swiftly and unseen wraps a metal bar around the booth. This ought to hold them, says Clark. All of a sudden, he's got an accent. So he locks them, this police officer in the phone booth, and the police officer says, Let me out! Help! I'm stuck in here! And Casey's like, wonder what's keeping Kent and Benchley. But as this happens, Clark strips off his outer garments. Outer garments. I've said outer garments so much in the last year. Um, he, <laughs> he strips off his outer garments and reveals his Superman attire. He says, now I'm ready for anything. Again, just odd turn of phrase. Climbing through a window, the man of tomorrow peers out and sights a sedan streaking toward the exchange. The marauding automobile deliberately climbs the curb and crashes in through the jeweler's exchange door. I mean, that's is like a big smash and grab, I think is what they call it nowadays. As the sedan smashes into the window, the police, though taken aback, immediately just start opening fire. Bam, 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 bam. It's the bandits. Riddle them with bullets. I mean, you don't want to hear a cop say riddle them with bullets as, you know, like the first line of, of defense. But... Um, these guys are, there's a car coming straight for them. It says, it's no use. It's an armored car with bulletproof glass. The smirking driver of the car presses a control on the dashboard. This'll fix them. In response, heavy streams of smoke pour from the exhaust. So it's not just a regular armored car. It's an, it's a, I'm sorry, it's not an armored car. It's a bulletproof car. Um, with a, a cool smoke feature with a touch of a button. Um, and... They're like, I'm, I'm choking. It's Anna. 
It's anesthetic. Anesthetic. Why? I, I read it. I can't say it, but if I just say anesthetic. There you go. Anesthetic gas. Because that's very natural what you'd say. I've, it's anesthetic gas. I'm choking. <coughs> and all these guys are starting, you know, they're all passing out. Suddenly into the building races Superman. The, co the car starts to, you know, um, leave. And Superman says, turning tail, huh? As the auto speeds off, the Man of Steel leaps over it. Can't evade me that easily. Increasing speed, huh? Gonna try, you're trying to run me down? So he jumps over the car. Then he says, oh, you're, you're going to try to run me down? Steps in front of the car. The car smashes into him. He kind of le leans his shoulder into it and says, now that wasn't a very bright idea after all, was it? Leaping from the shattered car, the terrified driver attempts to flee. He's like, gotta get out of here as fast as my feet will carry me. And in the very next panel, Superman uh, flies over uh, with a flying tackle, it says. But a flying tackle over the space of 100 yards brings down the fleeing criminal. Smashes him. Boom. Sorry, you're staying here? Right here. And uh, the police have charged out of the gas-filled jewelers exchange by now. And as they approach, the driver of the hold-up car is none other then former police commissioner Kennedy. Bum, bum, bum. In reality, he's been the head of the gang that has been terrorizing the entire town the entire time. So Superman catches the culprit, finds out that it's that it's the police commission, the former police commissioner who was fired and in disgrace. And we find out the crime was really bad because he was behind the crimes the entire time. He finds this guy. He stops this guy. He hands them over to the police. And what does Casey, the police officer, say? He says, exposing Kennedy is great feather in my cap, but an even greater importance is capturing you. He takes out his gun and he aims it at Superman. And he starts firing. And Superman says, well, now you have me. Bam. And now you don't. And Superman jumps off, leaps off out of there. And like, it would be funny if the, the police commissioner got away. Like, literally, he just saved the town. And Casey's like, thanks and all, but now I'm going to have to uh, capture you. Takes a shot at him. Superman, boom, gets out of there. He goes and retrieves his outer garments, uh, puts them back on. And he says, now to hurry back to the Daily Planet. And so he's back with uh, Lois and with Mr. White. He said, and Mr. White says, what a swell yarn. This completely explains why criminals were able to get away with their crimes. Yes, it really does. In one panel, it, ex it, it completely explains it. And, he, and now Perry White, or Mr. White, is saying that too. And um, Superman says, bet, I'm, I'm sorry, Clark says, best news of all is that with Kennedy, we'll get a long prison term that he deserves. And... Um, Mr. White's like, now you need to resign as police commissioner now that he's been exposed. Um, and uh, Lois says, you might have made a good commissioner. Clark says, I'll stick to reporting. The end. Bum, bum, bum. So this was a fun one. It was a fun one because of the bonkersness of like a couple pages where we saw uh, one police commissioner get fired and three get brutally murdered and nothing is funnier than that right i mean seeing just just it was like comically murdered um someone got gunned down in front of their house someone uh explodes in a car someone explodes because of a briefcase and even though they were going after the mayor they got the police commissioner and then of course you know um 
the the mayor's like, uh, you're a person. Can you be police commissioner? Uh, you know, like Clark's right there, I guess. It reminded me of the Dark Knight when all of a sudden all the police officers uh, started to get killed. Like there was like a montage, someone getting poisoned, someone, uh, someone that, like, then they blow up. Um, did they blow up jumping in their pool or is that from Lethal Weapon? I don't remember. Uh, the point is it just reminded me of that. Um, but I thought that was kind of, it was silly because it was over the top, like ridiculousness, violence. I'm talking about in this issue. Um, but we didn't get Superman until almost nine pages in to a 14 page story. I mean, a 13 page, because if you're, if you're not counting the cover, then I guess, um, then I guess we're only on page eight, but we'll say nine out of 14. Um, I mean, it was a lot of Clark Kent. Uh, and, and, and I loved that Lois was like completely into just volunteering him for the job. And when he was nervous being like, you disgust me after just seeing three people get killed. That was my favorite part of this, um, this, this issue. Uh, and, and I'm glad, I'm glad, uh, other than that, I think that's everything we learned, but I, I'm glad that we had kind of a fun issue where there were panels that made me laugh because it, I feel like the last couple ones there were there were some moments but not there there wasn't any over the top bonker stuff in this I feel like had that again so uh, I'm very very happy with this issue um and and I hope you were happy and enjoyed me discussing it so um I think that's it I think I think I've covered just about everything I wanted to cover so just to do a little homework, a little housekeeping I want to. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, uh, it, it's Geek Mentality. On Instagram, it's also Geek Mentality. Uh, but for the podcast has its own Instagram account, Reaction Comics. Right? I hope you would follow me there. Um, you can also uh, find us um, on Facebook at Fans on Experts. The website is fansonexperts.com. And um, we're available everywhere podcasts can be found. If you have the ability to, to leave a rating or a review, I would um, greatly, greatly appreciate it. It would be, shall I say, super. So um, that's it, my friends. I am officially, I have another year of, of DC Universe Infinite, whatever the hell it's called. So um, we're almost coming up on a year of uh, Reaction Comics. In fact, tomorrow. February 1st, 2022, is the official one-year anniversary of our first uh, episode. And you think, well, if you do a weekly podcast, shouldn't there be 52 episodes at least? Well, as you can see, we don't always come out every week. I try to, and I was doing okay there for a little while, uh, but I'm going to try to stay on track and um, try to be a little more regular. Oh, it's always good to be regular, right? Try to try to get these um, out at a regular clip. Um, but that's it, you know. Um, that's a I got nothing else. So uh, thank you once again for listening, and thank you for subscribing. And um, you know the you know the deal, right? For every action, there is an equal, an opposite reaction. So long, super friends. Happy January is almost over. Goodbye.
Fabs not experts.